There it is. That is the bell, the round number 14 of fight two. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos al hígado, when in doubt, stick it out. Dudo, dudo, dudo. You know where you're at, folks. Pacificos Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, man, how's it going? Re- feeling re- re-energized? You know, good uh, three-day weekend? I know. This past weekend? That's right. Kind of a surprise, right? You know, it's, I think it's only like the second year that it's been, second or third, that it's been an official holiday. Yeah. Um, at least for us at where mm-hmm. I work at. And so, yeah, it's good. It's unexpected, yeah. but it's very welcoming, yeah. right? <laughs> so it's, so it's kind of cool, man. Yeah. Um, round 14, by the way, I was thinking about, you know, the, the most memorable fight that I could think of for round 14 was, uh, 1981 Sugar Ray Leonard taking out Tommy Hearns in round 14, Rick. Yeah, no, no, big, big fight. And, uh, you know, Hearns was leading on the cards at that point. Yeah. 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 On every single card. Yeah. That was the, uh, the infamous Angelo Dundee telling him you're blowing it, son. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and Leonard coming back and, uh, and taking care of business. Yeah. Now that yeah, that fight only goes twelve rounds, like we talked about before, right? Uh, Hearns wins a decision. Mm-hmm. So many, so many of those fights, man. Wow. All right. So here's what's going on this week, Rick. We got uh, boxing news, of course, right? We're gonna yep. catch up. Finally, got some fight cards. It's been very slow, right? Uh-huh. Coming out of the gate, we had the Garcia Campbell fight, which was great, but then after that, right, it kind of slowed up. So finally, we got some cards coming up. Um, uh, a pretty, a very competitive match coming this Saturday as well. I know we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to that. But I'll tell you what, when we look at the first quarter of this particular year, right, it's a little dry, Rick. I mean, really the only fights of any significance, right? Don't get me wrong. There's, there's fights, okay? Going to, you know, disrespect the guys that are fighting. But really the big fights, you've got Estrada and Chocolatito. You got Burchelt and Valdez, and then uh, Clarissa Shields, um, Andy Care. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, it uh, it seems like everybody's waiting uh, to hopefully you know the COVID uh, ends a lot sooner, and um, you know I think we should, we'll start seeing bigger fights coming around May and June. Yeah, that's 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 the hope, right? Yeah. That being said, so one of the things we're going to do today after the boxing news is we're going to run down. You and I took a look at all of the, let's just call them the key, the relevant weight divisions in boxing, mm-hmm. and we singled and narrowed it down to what is the one fight that we'd like to see in every division, right? Yeah. And then one of them, by the way, is going to come to fruition. One of them is the fight that I that I mentioned, the Estrada Chocolatito fight. Yeah. Um, at, at that particular weight division, which is the 118 pounds, that's the fight we want to see. And guess what? It's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we've got all the other fights for each division that we believe are the ones that should happen in 2021. And now, can they happen? Of course, we didn't. We're not going to break down the promoters and all that. But mm-hmm. ideally, if we had our druthers, the one fight in each division. So that's going to be pretty good, man. Yeah, no, it, it was some great fights out there to be made, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, if we if we talk about 10 to 12 fights, you know. Hopefully six six to seven happen this year. I, you know that's a good, that's a good call because if we just see half of them, yeah. If we see half of them, 
that would be a really good thing because last year, yeah, we saw very few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we got the stat of the week. Okay, yeah, that's going to be a big one. And like I said, there are there is a lot of stuff going on with the boxing news, right? Of course, you got uh, it's almost like the back to the Ryan Garcia update. Yeah. After after his win with Campbell, he seems to be um, in the news again. Yeah. And then, of course, we got Canelo updates. We've got some rumbling in the heavyweight division. Some Oscar updates. Some Oscar updates, yeah. yes. Yeah, so still a lot going on. And then, of course, we got some pretty competitive, uh, uh, a particular competitive fight coming up this Saturday. So mm-hmm. take a quick break, and we'll come right back with the boxing news. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Round number 14 of fight number two. So this is the uh, second to the last round for this particular fight of Pacific Coast Boxing, Rick. So that's pretty cool. No, yeah. You know, we're, we're getting towards the end of the uh, fight and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, excited for it. That's right. So what's going on in the uh, world of boxing, Rick? What do we got? Um, so, well, this week uh, we have a couple cards, uh, both on Showtime, uh, one on Wednesday uh, from the Mohegan Sun. Yep. Um, it's uh, Myquan Williams. Yes. And Yis Solano. Yes. So um, yes. looking forward to this fight. You know, it, it there's three fights um, on this card that uh, Showtime will be showing, but uh, it's good to see, you know, these prospects. Uh, it's a combined record of 73 and 1. Yeah. You know, with, yeah. with these guys. No, that's exactly right. Uh, and w- Williams is really the featured one, mm-hmm. you know, in this particular card. Um, both him and his opponent, Solano, they're both 15-0, and 0, okay? Yeah. Um, of course, records can be deceiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, it's a big fight for Williams. Five-time uh, uh, amateur champion, Rick. So, big fight, right? I yeah. think it's probably his first that he's headlining. doesn't matter that it's in the middle of the week. He's headlining it. It's a Showtime card. So, I'm curious. Um, I haven't seen enough of him, so I'm looking forward to see um, how Williams looks. No, yeah, definitely. And it, it'll be kind of, uh, you know, there's there's no crowd, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's like he's fighting at home. You know, he's from... Yeah, uh, that's e- right. East Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, it's his backyard. And he's right in that, if I'm not mistaken, he's in that 135, 140-pound uh, weight mm-hmm. right around there, right? So there's yeah. another guy, right, that, you know, could he enter the fray into the whole, you know, Haney, Davis, Garcia, um, Teofimo Lopez, right? Yeah, no. Because he's it, right there. No, it's definitely a, a great division to be in. Yep. Um, you know, lots of names to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this set coming Saturday, the 23rd, yeah. Also from the Mohegan Sun, another Showtime card. Uh, you've got Angelo Leo versus uh, Stephen Fulton. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, right? So mm-hmm. that's the one that they originally were going to fight back in uh, August yeah. of 2020, remember? And then uh, and then Stephen Fulton uh, came down with COVID just a few days before the fight, I think. Uh-huh. Um, so he missed his opportunity. Angelo Leo um, won the fight, of course, was started off slow, but if you recall... Just an ad. You talk about taking, you know, go down to the body to the extreme, mm-hmm. right? That's all he did. You know, when I say hot sauce to the ribs, this guy emptied the whole bottle, man. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was an absolute assault. He was busy <laughs> and he won the fight. So now, right, this is the fight. And by the way, uh, Stephen Fulton, tough Philadelphia guy, mm-hmm. right? Very, uh, very humble. They interviewed him that day and, you know, and he was giving props to Angelo Leo, congratulating him, but. You know, basically saying, you know, don't get too comfortable with the belt, right? Yeah. And so here it is. And, and the thing is, right, uh, looking at the numbers, the odds, it's a it's a pretty much an even fight. 
Okay. Yeah, the numbers are right there, you know. So Stephen Fulton is uh is is favored at but only at minus one fifty five. Oh wow. So that's that's yeah. nothing, you know. So um I'm looking forward to it. So that's the thing, right? So this is you know, not a not a super fight. Mm-hmm. But but a very competitive fight, and from a yeah. fight fan's perspective, one that we want to see. Yeah, it's like a it's sixty forty yeah. in uh, in, in uh, Fulton's favor percentage as far as who they think is going to win. Far, yeah, as far and, as the money what, is, you know, and that's what you want to see is a competitive fights. You know, a lot of times we were getting those top ranked cards, and uh, you know they were blowouts. Yeah, not this one. Yeah. Th- this this is a good one, and I think the fact that it's it's really how it sets up. Again, it was unfortunate what happened in August. But the fact that it did happen, it actually sets this up as an even better fight. Yeah. Because I don't think it's the same fight because now Leo wins. He builds up some confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's the defending champion. No, yeah. Uh, definitely, you know, um, looking forward to this one on Saturday night. Um, you know, unfortunately, they, I think they're, they're competing against the UFC this weekend. Yeah. A McGregor fight. So, yep. you know, hopefully they yep. still get some eyes on, on this fight. Yeah, I was going to say, probably yeah. not a whole lot, unfortunately, yeah. right? Most people are going to be watching that fight. Yeah. I mean, unless you got to be a real fight fan, you probably record this one, right? Uh-huh. It's too bad because, again, like I said, this is not a super fight, but it's an extremely competitive fight. Yeah. And it's for, you know, leg- a legitimate championship at that at that weight division. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, the, the the three fights that they're going to show, you know, it, just like the other card, you know, you've got ninety seven and one with the uh, the six fighters wow. that they're showing. Yeah. So you know, a lot of impressive records. You'll see. We'll see if uh, it leads to uh, competitive, exciting fights. Yeah, and that's the um, that's the weight division, by the way. That's that's um, that's at one twenty two. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you know now we've got our fight that we want that I'll I'll, I'll kind of save it till yeah. later. But that is the division right that's loaded. Remember right that division yeah. is loaded. You've got Murjan Akhmadyev mm-hmm. who won the championship against uh, Danny Roman. You've got Lewis Neary who just won. You've got Brandon you know the babyface assassin Figueroa right. Yeah. You've got Ronnie Rio. So that division is loaded. Yeah. Okay, and so that's why this is such a good fight because that's going to clean. This is for the WBO version of that particular um, weight division. But then after that, you've got Akhmadyelov, who for some reason hasn't fought since the Danny Roman fight. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, again, Luis Neri, who just fought, Danny Roman, who just fought also, right? Tough fight. Yeah. So that, that division is loaded. No, yeah, you know, there's going to be the five or six uh, fights that uh, you know we'd be looking forward to in that in that division. Yeah, no, that's a great division. Yeah. The 122 weight division, by the way, uh, wh- which happened to be the weight division that Wilfredo Gomez absolutely dominated. Yeah, <laughs> coming <laughs> off of our discussion with the great Christian Judah J from last week, mm-hmm. but that's and by the way, Gomez probably clears this division out. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's so it's a good card, is what we're saying this mm-hmm. Saturday, but probably. Um, you, myself, and and probably you know, a, a close fans, family members of uh, Fulton and Leo are going to be watching the fight. Yeah. Otherwise, folks are probably going to be watching the McGregor fight. Unfortunately. Yeah. No. It. Uh, you know. Unfortunately, it's bad timing. But yep. um, also in the news, um, we we'll start with uh, Clarissa Shields. Yes. Um, she's going to have an all female pay per view card. Yeah. It's uh, twenty nine ninety five, and um, it'll be on March fifth. Yeah. And that fight's of significance because of who she's fighting and kind of the the history that's trying to be um, accomplished there, right? Yeah. 
because she is she is one of a few. So there's only seven fighters, and we were yeah. talking about this. You had this, I think, on uh, on one of your stats, stats of, the of the week, didn't yeah. you? Right, that there's only seven fighters in the era of the four belts, right? Mm-hmm. Of the era of the WBA, BC, WBO, IBF, that's held all four championships. And apparently, if Clarissa Shields wins, she'll be the first fighter to ever have the four belts in two weight divisions. Yeah, which is which is impressive, you know. Yeah. Yeah, extremely impressive, yeah. The, given the fact that nobody's ever done it, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And, of course, also the fact that it's an all-woman's pay-per-view fight, yeah. right? I'm looking forward to that. There's some good fighters on that card as well. Obviously, you know, she's the headliner, but, you know, pretty crazy, Rick, when you think about that particular accomplishment and how few fighters there have been. Yeah, no, it, it'll be... Uh, that have know, held all four titles, right? Yeah. Just in case, just in case, right? Let's, uh, let's remind the viewers, right? So who who are who are those seven fighters um, that have unified? Okay, mm-hmm. it is um, including Shields, of course. She's one of the seven. Yeah. Katie Taylor, Cecilia Brockus, Bernard Hopkins, Jermaine Taylor, Terrence Crawford, and Alexander Usyk. Oh wow! That's it. Those are the yeah. seven since in the four belt era that have held that have unified their weight division with all four belts. And, of course, if people don't, just in case, people don't, they say, well, why can't that happen anymore? Because it's difficult in order to meet the mandatory for each one of these sanctioning bodies, yeah. right? There's only so, ma- so many, you know, step-aside fights you yeah. can have and money that's allocated to these fighters that that uh, agree to step aside, right? Yeah, no, as, as soon as we become uh, four, you know, the, the champion in four um, organizations, you know, one of the organizations is looking to get you out of there Yeah, get somebody else in there. No, that's exactly right because they want their sanctioning fee. They want their $200,000 yeah. plus for you. They want an active champion, right? Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. And, and yeah, they'll step aside, you know, every once in a while. But, unfortunately, will they step aside for the good of boxing? Um, hopefully they, you know, they do when it matters, but we'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's a good one. Can't wait for that, and and uh, and I want Shields to win. By the way, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it'd be good to see uh, mm-hmm. history. Yeah, um, you know Ryan Garcia is also saying that uh, he's negotiating at a fight that's a, that's bigger than the Tank Davis fight. Yeah, you know, and and recently he's been you know saying I want the Pacquiao fight. Could it be that yeah. you know he get he's getting that many Pacquiao fight? He's also saying that he wants to be done at age 26, 26 and wants to fight MMA, MMA, right? Which, you know, I get it, right? That, that's just a, a young person who's excited uh-huh. coming off of a big win, right? Yeah. But just on that, let me just touch on that. He's, he, he's got to be careful with that, right? Because uh-huh. the MMA is no joke, yeah. you know? To think that he's going to all of a sudden learn jiu-jitsu and ground and all that, it's not that simple, okay? No. For him to be just throwing statements out like that. Yeah. But anyways... Yeah, you know, I'm thinking, right, if if it maybe Teofimo Lopez. Yeah, you know, could right? be. You know, I, I I have a tough time seeing Golden Boy uh, accepting that fight at this point, you know, maybe down the road. But, um, you know, that would be a bigger fight than the Tank Davis fight. Um, you know, Pacquiao would be a bigger fight. But it's hard to think of a bigger fight other than that unless, yeah. unless you know, he's fighting McGregor and he thinks that's a bigger fight or – you know, 
Yeah. It's it's tough. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. When, when, that. Yeah, when you look at the, you're right, when you look at just the boxers that mm-hmm. are available to fight, right? Yeah. That's why I say Teofimo. That would be yeah. bigger than Davis to fight mm-hmm. Teofimo Lopez, who's considered and should be considered um, the best 135-pounder today. Yeah. So you're right. After that, yeah, Pacquiao, but you just can't see Pacquiao agreeing to that. Yeah. And at what? You know, at 140? Yeah. Right? Can Pacquiao make 140 now? Uh, right? I, I think he might be able to. I think he comes in at like 145 for yeah. the, uh, with the welterweight fights. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't know, man. So I, that's the thing. Like, who else yeah. would be big in boxing? So then you're right. Then you got to start looking outside, right? Um, you know, if you if you talk to or if you read about, you know, McGregor's people seem to believe that the McGregor and, and the Pacquiao fight is a done deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. After McGregor's fight this Saturday, he's, you know, talking about like that's done. So yeah. we'll see. It, he's, you know? also, he's also saying that uh, that fight would be for the WBA welterweight title. Uh, do, <laughs> do you think the WBA would sanction that fight? Um, given given the the what it can bring in, pro- why not? Probably right. Yeah. I mean, think about it, right? Yeah. What, what what do they have to lose, right? Yeah, you know, Sergio Martinez can be retired for ten years and right, and be ranked ranked fifth, right? So yeah, yes, then. it's very it's very possible, yeah. right? It's very possible. Yeah, we're talking about the WBA and we're talking about boxing. Yeah, you know, if it sells, it's it's very possible. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, well, sticking with. Uh, with Golden Boy, uh, Bernard Hopkins recently came out and said uh, that De La Hoya beats a declining Triple G yeah. by unanimous decision. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I know, I understand why he's saying that, uh-huh. but there's no way he believes that. <laughs> there's no way, and I'm telling you, right? Don't get me wrong, yeah. right? Yes, Triple G's definitely on the decline of uh-huh. his career, but uh, De La Hoya was on the decline of his career, you know, 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago, yeah. Right? So to think that he can come back now against the guy, Triple G, who's pretty much stayed active for the last five mm-hmm. years, yeah, that's not going to happen. Again, we saw what uh, Pacquiao did to him at 147. Even yeah. though De La Hoya killed himself and shouldn't have done what he did weight-wise, there's no way. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I don't see De La Hoya winning that fight. Um, you know, I think uh, if if nothing else— that would be a good fight for Golden Boy because they'd make a lot of money. Yeah, no, I'd like to see it. Yeah. You know, when you, when you look, right, when you look at the fighters at the at 160, if you say, okay, the mm-hmm. top guys, yeah, that would be the guy. I mean, okay, look at the champions at 160, yeah. okay? You got Canelo, Murata, um, Triple G, and Demetrius Andrade, right? Demetrius Andrade and Canelo, forget about it, yeah. right? So really it comes down to Murata or Triple G, mm-hmm. right? And Triple G is, is right, um, is again, he's, he's older, 40 years he's old, on the decline. You know, like, so, yeah, I mean, if there's one right for the picking, it's him, but he doesn't win. No yeah, way, no, no. In fact, De La Hoya gets knocked out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, that, yeah, it was worse. You know, what's worse than being um, just a regular person who's delusional, being a fighter who's delusional, yeah. right? That's even worse, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also in the news, uh, we have uh, Eddie Hearn, he's saying that uh. The Tyson Fury Anthony Joshua is a done deal. Yeah, um, he's just um, taking care of the uh, broad broadcast situation. Yeah, um, that's probably one of the last hurdles. You know, it, is it the zone? Yeah, is it um, you know top rank? Does it go to pay per view? You know, how do they handle that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, we have that. We'll get to that. We yeah. have that as one of our fights, so the, that's uh, a good thing, man. They're talking about the Middle East for the first <clears throat> fight, and then the rematch would be in the UK. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's great mm-hmm. because that's the fight we all want to see. Yeah. Um, who cares about the rematch clause? Who cares that, you know, whether it expired or not? That's the fight we want to see. Yeah, no. Fury basically won both fights. The first one was questionable. We've been through that. No, that that would be great. Yeah, no, I'd love to see that fight. Yep. Um, also, um, Eddie Hearn uh, believes uh, Canelo and Saunders, you know, that that deal will be made and uh, for Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. You know, after Canelo gets uh, done with his uh, mandatory and I, I can believe see Lidrum. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, we're going to get to that in the next segment, yeah. Rick, but yeah. that may be the fight that we have for 168. So, yeah. no, I love it. That would be really good. And I've said this before, and I'll touch on it again later. That is the one guy I've told you that would give him the biggest fits. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a southpaw. He's a little taller than Canelo. He's slick. When he comes in motivated like he did against uh, David Lemieux, yeah. the guy can fight. But what what if Canelo wears the uh, the riser shoes into the ring? <laughs> well, yeah, then it just it changes the height, yeah. right? It changes a little bit of. But either way, yeah. he's still not going to be slick enough, right? <laughs> That's not going to help his speed. That just helps yeah. his uh, his height. That's it, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, Eddie Hearn is saying that uh, Dillian White he must beat uh, Alexander Povetkin, yeah, if he wants to keep getting big fights. Uh, the rumored matchup is Deontay Wilder if he gets past him. Yeah, um, he says that Povetkin. he he needs to beat uh, Dillian White. Yeah, uh, if he wants to get the uh, wait, 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 wait. That uh, Dillian White has to beat Povetkin. Has to beat Povetkin, yeah. right? So here's the thing, right? Yeah. He didn't beat Povetkin. He didn't. Yeah. He already got knocked out by Povetkin. Uh-huh. Right? He, he also said he was worried about this, uh, that's, this that's, fight. That's yeah. the joke of that, right? Yeah. Is that he already got knocked out against Povetkin, mm-hmm. you know? So this is just round two of, like I said, the USA, USSR, 1968 Olympics. Keep replaying the last play till the Russians win. It was the same thing, yeah. man. Poor Povetkin, right? Uh, even if Povetkin if wins I- this one. Do you think this is the last we hear of Dillian White? No, probably no. not. No, probably not. I mean, he's, he's a serviceable enough yeah. heavyweight. He was ahead in winning that fight, and he almost had Povetkin out in that yeah. fight, right? But this is the heavyweight division, and anything can happen, but it doesn't happen to every heavyweight, mm-hmm. right? It just was just bad timing at this time of, of Dillian White's career. Yeah. But yeah, you know, if we fast forward and he's able to beat Povetkin, although I'm really pulling for Povetkin, yeah, right, definitely. to do it again and kind of throw a wrench into all the plans, yes, then you know, uh, um, Dillian White against uh, Deontay Wilder would be would 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 be a good fight. Yeah, of course. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of the uh, uh, Deontay Wilder, um, he started negotiations with uh, Charles Martin for um, for a fight. Um, he's also going to send, if he doesn't get Fury, um, he's still trying to go through arbitration to get, uh, the Fury fight. But I I think that, uh, that ship has sailed. I think so too. And I hope it has, right. I hope it has given everything that's going on Mm -hmm. and, you know, and by the way, you hope he's okay. Cause he's even having issues with, uh, with Shelly Finkel, his management. Uh There's having a lot of issues there, supposedly. So, I mean, it's been nothing but just, um, uh, uh, um, a, a trail of destruction mm-hmm. for Wilder after that loss to Fury, right? Yeah, you know, and, and it could be that um, you know his head got so big, yeah, that he wasn't able to accept the the defeat. That's exactly He's crazy. That, that's exactly what it yeah. is. That's exactly what it is, Ricky. Yeah, talk about a delusional fighter, yeah. right? A delusional optimist is even worse. Just as a regular person, 
um, you're right, right? Here's a person that was on top of the world, appeared to be humble, yeah. right? And, you know, there's a book called Mindset, and it talks about that, about some people are so fixed that they just can't, uh, like you said, they can't accept defeat. Like, mm-hmm. you lost at your best. Yeah. And it's okay to say that, right? I was at my yeah. very best, but I lost. I got beat by a better man, but he couldn't. No. It was the weight of the, uh, you know, of that costume he had on, right? And then it was the gloves. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, fires his trainer, Mark Breland, he right? Was, he was spiked by something. Right. Yeah. That's right. And it just keeps going on and on. And, and you know, he, did, he didn't want the rematch. Yeah. He wasn't ready for a rematch with Fury. No. So... Yeah, it's unfortunate too because I mean this, he's very likable. Yeah. No, right? Yeah. The bomb squad. I missed the whole bomb squad, uh-huh. right? You know, when he when he yelled that out. It's like he was very likable kid. And an exciting fighter. Yeah. No, no nobody in boxing punches harder. No, that's exactly you know, maybe Berlanga. Yeah. yeah. But but you're right. At the heavy and against legitimate heavyweights, yeah. right? Legitimate heavyweights, he's knocking these guys knocked out Ortiz, the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Right? There's another guy that nobody wants to face in the division. Wilder beats him twice and knocks him out, right? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because we like the guy. Why, mm-hmm. I still consider him, like we've said, the three-headed monster up at the heavyweight division, mm-hmm. AJ Fury and Wilder. It's yeah, those I, three. And and by the way, okay, yeah. we've come down to him fighting Charles Martin. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And- Martin somehow was ranked second <laughs> by the IBF and whatever. You know, give me a break, man. Yeah, no, you know, and it— Wilder just needs to wait his turn. You yeah. Know, it, it, uh, this year, you know, have two, three fights. You know, he'll probably go 3-0 and with, you know, three knockouts. And then in 2022, yeah. you know, then you'll get the winner of uh, Fury and Joshua. Yeah, and there's fights, by the way, right, like you said, to be made. Dillian mm-hmm. White, that's fine. Even an Andy Ruiz. Yeah. Right? That that would be that'd be good to see. Who's supposedly, in, you know, get, getting in better and better shape. Yeah. You know, but he hasn't fought since... Uh, Right, since the AJ. AJ. Even Alexander Usek, yeah. right? How about Usek and Wilder? And yeah, and uh, speaking of Usek, uh, he's rumored to fight uh, Joe Joyce for the uh, interim WBO title. Yeah, they're both ranked. He's ranked number yeah. one, and Joe Joyce is ranked number two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why not? Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then have Wilder fight the winner of that. There's enough There's enough competitive and interesting fights in yeah. the heavyweight division beyond just AJ and Fury. Let Joshua and Fury fight to see really who unifies that heavyweight championship. So we can all have the one recognized um, heavyweight champion. And, and I think a lot of it with Wilder is he blew a huge opportunity. He could have fought AJ yes, and just refused to do it. Right. You know, right. It, it could have been both of them were undefeated at the time. Yep. They, you know, they were playing games with, oh, you know, who's got to be the A side, the B side, mm-hmm. who's going to get paid more, who's going to get this. Then they both end up losing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that was the one uh, with Hearns, right? Was saying the contract yeah. was on the table. I don't know if yeah. it was fifty million, whatever it was at the time, right? Yeah. But yeah, according to Eddie Hearns, that it was there, and it and was, he and he just didn't want it. Yeah. Talk about ridiculous, you know, the the business decisions. And, and, and he fought Luis Ortiz. Right. Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And, and so now he's going to fight Charles Martin, and of course they're going to say Charles Martin, you know, the former heavyweight mm-hmm. champion. Charles Martin, right? Yeah. Which on paper he was, okay, but he, he won the championship. Remember, he's the one that lost the championship to Anthony Joshua. That's how Joshua got his championship, yeah. which that's why Joshua's title, I, I we covered it before. I don't recognize Anthony Joshua as a heavyweight champion. Yeah. He hasn't beaten anybody. I mean, he beat Charles Martin, mm-hmm. who beat uh, Vyaslav Glaskov, 
who hurt his knee in that fight. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, that was in the uh, the round round three, and Glasgow had a, a knee injury, and the fight was awarded to Charles Martin. That's how Martin won the IBF heavyweight championship, and then the very next fight he lost it to Anthony Joshua. Yeah. And that was it. You know, all of a sudden Joshua was the champion. So, you know. Anyways. And uh, yeah. and, uh Charles Martin also lost to uh Adam uh, Kosnacki. Yeah, he lost he lost yeah. to Adam, yeah, Adam Kosnacki. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, to be setting up a fight with Charles Martin is yeah. is ridiculous. Other than like I said, if people don't know, right? And they're like, "Oh, well, he is fighting a former champion." I I just said how he won his championship, yeah. right? It's not legitimate at all. No. <laughs> Um, and and that's pretty much I have for the uh, for the news. Yeah, the um, other thing, right? A couple other things. Um, Josh Warrington and the Zucan fight. Uh-huh. That one's off. Okay. Um, unfortunately, and Warrington's pissed. It sounds like uh, Zucan and his camp did not want to fight with nobody in attendance, and so mm-hmm. you have to think that that had something to do with. Um, they were maybe looking for more revenue stream yeah. from the actual gate, right? And that's unfortunate because that was going to be a war. Or we talked about that. I know I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago or last week that that was going to be a fight. Yeah. So that one's gone and off the table, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it would have been a great fight to see. Yeah, so now he's fighting uh, a guy named Lara. And, of course, he's saying all the right things. The guy's Mexican and he's still got to prepare for him and mm-hmm. whatnot. But it's not the same. Okay, and and so unfortunately for uh, for Warrington, who I absolutely love, he's the one that demolished Carl Frampton. Frampton thinking mm-hmm. that he was going to walk all over him, um, so that that took place as well. Unfortunately, um, and we got other fights, like you said, Rick. Uh, but there, um, our guy Adam Lopez, by the way, uh-huh. is um, he's fighting on the undercard of a uh, Joe Smith. Uh, okay. light, light heavyweight, so I'm looking forward to that. See if I can reach out to Adam Lopez and he can come on. That's coming on the second week of February, so that's going to be pretty cool. You said you had something for our guy, um, Raul Lizarraga. You said he had an opponent oh, yeah. for his fight. Let me find that. Uh, yeah, because he's, he's fighting at the end of the month, uh, January 30th. January 30th uh, yeah. at the Big Punch Arena yes. in uh, Tijuana. Baja, California. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, Raul fights uh, Guillermo Lopez. Yeah, or there Guillermo you go. Gomez. Guillermo Gomez, yeah. and they're both making their pro debuts. Pro, yeah, that's pretty cool. See, I like when they're yeah. when two fighters are making their pro debuts like that, as opposed to a pro debut versus like an zero and four. Yeah, right, or a one and five, or we're clearly right. Um, and boxing wrecks, by the way, um, as we know, like they're not all those records are accurate. Yeah, no, you know, and, and, uh, but a pro debut is a pro debut. Yeah, so it looks like uh, you know. Fifteen fight card. Uh, yeah, that's you know, it. Should be a lot of fifteen fight cards. Huh? Should, should, should be a good. Uh, Every, everyone's fighting is yeah. what you're saying, right? Yeah, like you start, started about eleven and finished around eleven. As, <laughs> is that what it says? No, a, but I mean, but why not? I mean, yeah. I tell you what, the fight, the the card at the uh, at Ontario was almost that way. Yeah, when we saw the Charlo brothers, that was like whoa, you know. We needed like a halftime break, but that one, who knows? El Elotero, you know? Yeah. Against El Taquero, right? <laughs> Every, everyone's yeah. everyone's in on that match. Yeah, no, you, know, you throw out the records at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they're even fighting for like who's got what spot on which corner. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Winner gets whatever, you know, the, the, the key streets, you know? Um, all right, coming up next, Rick. So we've got 
what we believe, right? We're going to go through the all of the weight divisions or at least the ones that we find the most relevant yeah. and go through what's the one fight that we want to see in each division, yeah. right? Very simple and very informative. So for fight fans that may not be completely educated and is up to speed and astute as we are, right? Mm-hmm. They'll leave today's or this week's podcast knowing exactly which fight should happen in each weight division. Yeah. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado, and we're back. So, next segment, Rick, we're going to talk about, let's let's kind of take a run through all the divisions and what we've determined to be the best fight mm-hmm. at each division. Some of them are a no-brainer, yeah. so they don't take too much, okay? Um, some of them, right, I'm sure folks are going to say, hey, well, what about this fight and this fight? You missed this one. But if we had to narrow it down to one, right, mm-hmm. and in some cases I think we even kind of made it a three-headed monster. So so let's start at the top. The heavyweight yeah. division, again, this is, I think, is a simple one, no-brainer. Joshua and Fury is the fight we all want to see, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fight that has to be made. And then, uh, you know, and, and it's a fight that uh, they're talking about should already – be in not if not in the works already done right you know done deal mm-hmm. that they fight twice this year yeah so that's that's the good thing about the heavyweight mm-hmm. division and again where the heavyweight division goes unfortunately so does boxing because yeah. most casual fans right follow the heavyweights whether it was Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. to Larry Holmes to Mike Tyson it's the premier division right the, the young lighter quicker guys don't get enough credit. So, yes, if this fight happens, it's a good thing all around, not only for the heavyweight division, but just boxing, period, Mm -hmm. has to happen. We've already talked about it. Wilder missed out in his opportunity. Great fights, action-packed that that Wilder would give us, but this is the heavyweight fight. So I think that one's an easy one. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer and a fight that— you know, can't happen. Yeah, again, there's a lot of other good fights to be made. We talked mm-hmm. about some of them, right? Wilder and Dillian White. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you another one, you know, Louis Ortiz, Andy Ruiz, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, the, you know, there's a lot of those kind of fights that we'd like to see, even Usyk and Wilder. Yeah. But but there's only one. So uh, light heavyweight, this is another one that's easy, right? Um, Peter Biev and Dimitri Bivol. Yeah. Yeah, you've got two, um, two light heavyweights. Um both of them are pretty avoided as well. Yep. Um, you know, so I'd love to see those two, you know, fight one another. Undefeated. Mm-hmm. In their prime, right? It would be rare to see that in in boxing today yeah. when we get to see two fighters in their prime. I mentioned at the start of the of the podcast where we talked about round 14, yep. Sugar Ray Leonard and Tommy Hearns. I mean, they were in their prime. Um, yep. Sugar Ray Leonard, I think, was 25 years old and Tommy Hearns was 22 but both in their prime, mm-hmm. and you don't get to see that too often in boxing, right? It's usually one is, and one is, right, leaving their prime, or one is about to be in their prime, right, and one is yeah. in their prime. So it's rare that they're both in their prime. That's what makes the, the great fights great. This would be one of them. Yeah, you've got Gilberto Ramirez, right, mm-hmm. the El Surdo who kind of moved up. So i tell you what fight I'd like to see after uh, uh, Joe Smith Jr. fights coming up in February. Uh-huh. That's the one where Adam Lope, Adam Blue Nose Lopez is on the undercard. How about Joe Smith, Gilberto Ramirez? Yeah, you know, great, you know, great fight. and uh, Right. You know, love to see that fight. And then the winner fight, uh, the winner of Peter B.F. Bivol. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So there you go. So light heavyweight, not too bad. Super middleweight, okay? Pretty simple one. Uh, I think we're in alignment here too, Rick. Yeah. Uh, Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. 
It's got to be the fight. Okay, yeah. Canelo again. Canelo holds the uh, the WBC, WBA. Yes, you have Caleb, Caleb Plant right at the IBF, but I think the the real the competitive fight would be Billy Joe and Alvarez. The thing with Caleb Plant, although I like him, have a lot of respect for him. See, he's going to stay in the pocket, right? He's mm-hmm. more of a pocket type fighter, and Canelo, I think, just destroys him. Yeah, no, and then that's another fight that uh, is rumored to be taking place towards the end of the year as well. If uh, Canelo can get past uh, Billy Joe Saunders, right? So there you have it, right? Yeah. That one, that one's a pretty simple one. Are there other fights there? Again, super middleweight. You've got David Benavides. So the fight mm-hmm. that I would rather see is David Benavides and Caleb Plant. Yeah. Right. And then and then you know kind of tournament style. Right. Then the winner fight. Uh, right. Canelo or Saunders. Yeah, that would that would be ideal. Yeah. Those two. But if I only but if we only had one, it's got to be Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders, yeah. and that that would be the fight. All right, middleweight, okay? Um, this is an easy one, too, I think, mm-hmm. right? There's really the two guys there, which is the undefeated Jermal Charlo with an A against Demetrius Andre. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the fight. Uh, two guys in their prime. Uh, two guys uh, both in, uh, not undefeated, but or actually both are both undefeated. They're undefeated. Andre is undefeated yeah. as well. Yeah, Okay, so yeah, you got two guys undefeated in their prime. Now's the time to make the fight. You know, let's not wait until somebody moves up and, you know, they completely avoid one another. The hard part is Charlo's with uh, PBC, and it'll be tough to see him get in, in there with uh, Andre. That's the problem. Yeah. And again, right, and yeah. that's why, you know. We're kind of leaving that out. But. Yeah, we're leaving that out because yeah. it is what it is, right? That's just, it's mm-hmm. ideally the fights, I guess we should say, the fights that should take place yeah. in each division. And then honorable mention, probably yeah. uh, Triple G and Munguia. Yes, I have that as well. Yeah. Totally agree. That's that's the second fight. Yeah. It's the only fight really is 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 those two. Um, you've got the uh, what is it? The machine or the technician? Sir Sergey Derevchenko still mm-hmm. hanging around there. But you've got other um, middleweights. But it's really those two. Yeah, no, it's really. Yeah. I mean, you got Murata, but you know, if anything, I think Murata needs to give uh, our guy from Minnesota. Um, Rob, Rob Brandt? Yeah, Rob Brandt. I think yeah. he needs to give him the rubber match, mm-hmm. right? Brandt won the first one. Murata won the second one in Japan. I think they need to have the trilogy to that one Yeah, to no, close that it, out that in, be, in fairness. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's it. I mean, that, that those are the middleweight fights that we want to see. Funny thing is we'll have to jot all these down and see how many we actually get at yeah. the end of the year. I bet we get less than half, but we'll see. Yeah. I, well, most of them have been uh, makeable. Yeah. Except for... This last one, Charlo Andre. Well, and you could say any fighter that is with PBC, yeah, right, is yeah. the one that you can pretty much already say probably not going to happen. You can throw it out. Unless Al Heyman and company decide that it's a winnable fight. Yeah. Isn't that a fair statement? No, yeah. Right? Because, um, well, Caleb Plant, and, well, yeah, Caleb Plant and David Benavides are both PBC fighters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's why that one's makeable. Ganelo, of course, and Billy Joe Saunders. Saunders, I think, matchroom. Uh, Canelo is free agent. So, okay, cool. All right, down to the super middleweight. Um, another easy one. A lot of these are easy, I, yeah. I think, for the most part. Um, this is a fight that really should have taken place years ago, except they both kind of had a hiccup. The other Charlo brother um, against Jared Hurd. Yeah. Fight that should have taken place before. They both kind of had tough losses, right? But you talk about a guy, you know, Jared Hurd, who's beaten – who, who was on his way to cleaning out the division. He beat Austin Trout, beat Arislandi Lara, beat Tony Harrison. Yeah. By the way, Tony Harrison is the one that beat 
uh, Jamal Charlo. Yeah. Right. So, um, so these two guys need to fight. No, yeah, it's definitely the 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 one fight to make be made in this uh, in this division. You know, there's no, you know, I can't even think of another fighter to put in there with uh, Charlo other than there isn't. It, it's yeah, got to be that one her. because it was you know Julian Williams uh, mm-hmm. beats Hurd, and then of course uh, uh, Jason Rosario beats Williams, and then Charlo beats Rosario to yeah. get the championship back. So I mean, it's um, those are that's it. These two guys yeah. were supposed to fight several years ago. Forget about the other guys that are there. Again, Patrick Teixeira is the WBO champion. Mm-hmm. Charlo holds all the others, okay? Yeah. Erzlande Lara holds a version of the, you know, the bogus WBA championships, which is just ridiculous. Um, but that's it. Those yeah. are the two guys. Lubin was floored in the first round against Jamal Charlo. Lubin didn't even look too impressive in his last fight, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be those two guys, man. Yeah. That, that, that's got to be the one. Um, again, two PBC fighters, right? Uh, I think her- for, I feel like Hurd is with uh, Matchroom. Oh, Hurd is Matchroom. Yeah. Okay. Well, but either way, right? Back to our point. Yeah. As long as you got one PBC fighter that's involved, you then, right? Yeah. Chances are, right? It's it's not going to happen, and that would be a very very competitive fight, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, but unfortunately, um, probably not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Be- unfortunately, be- yeah. It's the only fight to be made in that division, and it won't probably won't happen. Yeah, it really is. It, it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, it really is. There's, 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 there's no, there's no, there's no other one. Um, yeah, and and again, Charlo right beats beats Tony Harrison after uh, after losing to him. Uh, Charlo has also beaten Austin Trout again. Floored Lubin in one round, beats Jason Rosario, knocks him out in convincing fashion in round eight, and and other than the one loss um, for Jared Hurd. Mm-hmm. To uh to to Julian Williams, this this is it. And and you know what? I actually looked it up. Uh, and yeah. Jared Hurd is is PBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. He so so it's yeah, makeable. So it's a makeable fight. Yeah, yeah. So all right. Well, so good. So put that yeah. one back on the list. Back right. On the list. Yeah, back on the list of something that's uh that's very very doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one fifty four. All right. So let's get to the one forty seven. Yeah. Another simple, another no brainer. Spence mm-hmm. and Crawford. Yeah. No. It, uh, and that's we, it, right? We run into the same issue, you know, the PVC issue, but uh, yep. you know, that's the one fight to be made. Um, you know, honorable mention. You know, probably Pacquiao Garcia, Mikey yeah, Garcia. Yeah, Mikey Garcia. Fight. And again, and that's another one where, unfortunately, right? It looks like Pacquiao wants to chase where the money's at, yeah. which is why he's looking at McGregor, McGregor right? Yeah, because he knows that's going to generate a ton of money and probably the path of least resistance mm-hmm. as well, right? And you know what? And what you know? What if uh, you know McGregor loses his fight? You know his UFC fight this this next weekend. Right. That fight kind of loses its uh, its luster yeah. a little bit, right? So, yeah. So um, you know, and it's no gimme fight this this weekend for McGregor. It's not. I don't know yeah. enough about UFC, yeah. so I'll take your word for yeah. it. But I think that um, I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. if he loses that fight, right, all of a sudden it's just not the same because yeah. when he fought. Floyd Mayweather, McGregor was at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that even before he had lost the uh, to the to the Russian? To uh, uh, it's with an N. Nurmagomedov, and I I can't yeah, pronounce his yeah. name. You know who I'm talking about. But I think you're right. But unfortunately, and here's the other fight, by the way, in the welterweight division. Um, I want to see Virgil Ortiz Jr. against anybody, but preferably, I'd like to see him end Danny Garcia's. Um, not career, but kind of end his reign as being, um, you know, um, a, a fighter of any significance. Yeah, a, a fighter in the top uh, two or three. Right. 
in in divisions. Right. Yeah. Let's have Ortiz Jr. just kind of end it for everybody. Uh-huh. It's the last we've seen of him. The last we've heard of his dad. And it's a, and it's a done deal, man. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah, d- definitely be awesome to see. And why not? By the way, yeah. why not? Because here's the problem for Virgil Ortiz Jr. Right. As good as he is, mm-hmm. right. I think people took notice of what Teofimo Lopez did to Lomachenko. Yeah. Who's going to want to fight him, right? Yeah. And are they, you know, if you're at Golden Boy, are you going to put him against their other welterweight on the rise, which is Rashidi Ellis? I don't think you want to do that. No, yeah, because probably I, not. Because I think he beats Rashidi Ellis, yeah. and then what does that do to Rashidi Ellis? Yeah. T- takes him off the map, right? Whereas Rashidi Ellis right now is ranked number five by the WBA, right? 11 by the IBF. So he's up there, right? Yeah, no, it, it um, you know, Virgil Ortiz, you know, it'd be a great fight. Um, you know, the, the big problem in the welterweight division is a lot of these guys are PBC. You know, that's the problem. That's the PBC heavy division. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you, um, I would like to see Virgil Ortiz even fight like a Sean Porter. A, a Keith Thurman. Yeah, Keith Thurman, all these guys. Yeah. But, but again... As a step up, yeah, have him finish Danny Garcia. Yeah. Once once and for all. But number one fight at 147, Crawford and Spence. Yes. Simple one. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going, Rick. 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. Again, no brainer. No Ramirez brainer. Taylor. Yeah. You right. Know, it's it's the one to unify all the belts. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the fight that needs to be made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's about it, right? You still got, you know, Rugeros around there. You still got Victor Pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does Teofimo Lopez move up to one forty? But we're talking about the one fight in each division. Gotta be Ramirez Taylor. Yeah, yeah, hands down. Easy easy. Without a doubt. 135. Okay, so this is an interesting one because, of course, coming off of the Garcia, Luke Campbell, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the the four kings, as some are starting to call them, which let's not get carried away. I think it's got to be Teofimo and Davis is the big fight yeah, there. Yeah, I, I think uh, you've got those 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 top five fighters in, in, in this division, and uh, those are the top two right now. We've already seen what Lomachenko and Lopez looks like. We need to see what Lopez and Davis would look yeah, like. Yeah, and, um, and and that's it. Because, by the way, you know, Devin Haney, when you when you look at his WBC yeah. belt, people forget he didn't actually fight to win the WBC belt. If yeah. you remember, he was the WBC, I don't even know if it was the interim or the gold, whatever he was. It wasn't until they declared uh, Lomachenko kind of like their super champion yeah. that they then moved Devin Haney into their regular WBC championship. Mm-hmm. So Devin Haney actually never fought to win the belt. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Devin Haney to have his fight where yeah. he's actually beaten somebody of, right. of you know... Somebody and, of any relevance. Yeah, and, and don't give me... Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the last fight he just had? Gamboa. Uh, Gamboa. Yeah, yeah. Don't come on. Yeah. Um, that that's the only name on his on his resume. And Gamboa's, yeah. you know, ten years of, of you know, since yeah. he was in no, the, it's, it's it's nobody. Good. So that that's the thing, right? So yeah, I mean, again, it, I'd even like to see him fight Linares. Yeah. Even that would be a good fight, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see how he does against a, a. But so that being said, right at the one thirty five, I think it's got to be either two. It's you know Lopez has got to be in one of the fights. By yeah. the way, so it's either Lopez against Davis or Lopez against Ryan Garcia. Yeah. Okay. Like that's if you if, if we want to say what's the one fight you want to see in that division, yeah, it's Lopez against one of those two guys. Yeah. And at this point, Davis, since Davis does have a belt, mm-hmm. and Ryan Garcia still doesn't. That's it. A lot of good fights to be made, obviously, yeah. but if we can see one, that would be it. Yeah. Okay. Um, 130 pounds. Okay. 
Um, even though there's going to be a fight at 130 pounds coming up with Valdez and Burchell, mm-hmm. it's really not the one we want to see because I, you know, we'll get into the details a bit more. Burchelt heavily, heavily favored in yeah. that fight. Um, I think it's Burchelt and Shakur Stevenson. Yeah, no, I, I think um, that that would be uh, it would be a huge fight. You know, Shakur Stevenson is supposed to be the next big um, boxer, and um, you know, Miguel Burchelt is uh, really tough at one thirty. Yeah, no, that that is the fight. I think Burchelt gets by Valdez. Uh, I think Shakur Stevenson. He, oh no, Frampton's going to fight Herring. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I think they're lining up. Um, Shakur Stevenson to fight the winner of that because yeah. uh, Shakur Stevenson's ranked number one by the WBO so that's what they're trying to and number two by the uh, by the WBC so that's why if you look at that right um, Shakur Stevenson would be in line mm-hmm. to fight the winner of Burchelt and Valdez yeah. that should that's the fight we want to see at 130 realistically yeah. right again a lot of good fights to be made you got Chris Colbert hanging around there number one by the WBA um, I don't consider Leo Santa Cruz relevant at 130. No. We already saw what happened against Tank Davis, but we do have him, speaking of Leo Santa Cruz, if we move down to the 126 weight division, yeah. um, I've got, I don't count Gary Russell Jr. because he just doesn't fight. Doesn't fight. Okay, so unfortunately, he's not even on the list, okay? It's the fight that I've wanted to see always, either Josh Warrington against Leo Santa Cruz or Santa Cruz against Emmanuel Navarrete. No, yeah. The, um, what do you think? You know, any in any of uh, two of those three fighting one another, you know, it'd be a great fight. Yeah, I think if I only had to have one though, only because it would be more local, it would be Santa Cruz against Emmanuel Navarrete. Yeah, what yeah, a fight! Yeah, with no pandemic. You know, you can put that one. Uh, you know, where is it? Staples, probably. Oh my gosh! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sold out, mm-hmm. and you talk about an action-packed fight, and that's his weight division, right? Yeah. 126. Remember, Navarrete is the one who who uh, who came up from 122. Yeah. So this would be a perfect fight for Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. right? Conovan. I don't want to see his. I don't want to say his farewell tour, um, because he did look great in condition-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, or Josh Harrington, but I'll take that one, especially now that Kanzu is is you know only fights in front of people. Yeah. Because he needs the gate. Um, the former Wilfredo Gomez made division 122 pounds. Uh-huh. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's only because we have a soft spot in our heart for him. But I think uh, Akhmadialov rematch against Danny Roman, which he never gave yeah. him, Rick. And I think, you know, that fight has to happen. You know, we've been calling for it, you know, ever since uh, the fight happened. The, the fight was so close. Yeah. There needs to be another fight. Yeah, and unfortunately, right, we talked about it ad nauseum, no rematch clause at the time. Danny Roman, just the ultimate gentleman, one of the most humble fighters, humble people you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. There's anybody who deserves a rematch, it's him, right? Um, Came back strong at the second part of that fight and was taking it to Akhmadielov. Make that fight. Yeah. Okay, again, we're already going to see a real good one this Saturday at the 122 division with Angelo Leo and Stephen Fulton. Mm -hmm. Um, deciding who's the WBO you, champion. You even have Lu, uh, Luis Neri there. You know, right. you'd like to see him. You know, get one of these um, mm-hmm. big fights in this division. Yeah, you got Brandon again. You know, the the baby faced assassin Figueroa. Mm-hmm. But we got to see Akhmadielov and Danny Roman do yeah. it again, man. It's just well deserved. 
Um, 118, you know, the only fight there, you got Inoue. I think the monster Inoue has to move up to 122 mm-hmm. um, because most fighters, there's not enough there. But if he's going to fight somebody, just go ahead and clean out the WBO, John Ryle, Casamero, yeah. Filipino. It'd be a tough fight. It would be a war. If nothing else, just for an entertaining fight. Mm-hmm. I think Inoue wins that fight, Oh yeah. Um, but it would be an, uh, an action-packed fight. Yeah, no, de- definitely. It'd be good to see. Yeah. 115, here's the good news. We're going to get it. We're going to get mm-hmm. it early. This is one of the super fights. Um, Estrada against uh, Chocolatito. Yeah, no, it, it uh, that's the fight a rematch. Eight years in the making. Yeah, and now that uh, you know, I don't know if he's officially back, but you know they've been saying uh, Chocolatito's back. He's looked pretty good in his last couple fights. You know, he's looked th- great. This is the fight. He's looked great. Yeah. So no, this is the fight again. There's still you know Surskat, Sorung Visi, right? Mm-hmm. Who beat Chocolatito? Quadras is still there. Quadras is still there. Joshua Franco. Right, the professor in that you know kind of that odd fight that he had here recently. Mm-hmm. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of good fights to be made um, in in that in that weight at 115. But if we had to see one, here's the good news: we're gonna see it. Estrada yeah. and Chocolatito. No, yeah, you know, can't wait for it. Early um, in the year, yeah, can't wait for it. Um, you know, it, it, it's just unfortunate because they want to put that fight in Southern California, but they're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah. I it's know. It's probably going to get moved to Texas. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Because, damn, would that be a fight to see mm-hmm. here? Yeah. We're not missing those anymore. You know, yeah. that's the thing, right? I look at all some of these fights that we missed through the yeah. through the years, uh-huh. and I look at where they took place, and it's like, damn, why, where were we? Yeah. You know? Last one I'm going to touch on, Rick, flyweight division, because you got an interesting one there. You got Julio Cesar Martinez. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the phenom Junto Nakatani, the undefeated Japanese fighter. Yeah, love to see those two guys lock horns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delakian, the WBA champion, he's undefeated, thirty-three years old. Uh, not sure how he would do against you know some of these younger guys, but um, I think Nakatani on Julio Cesar Martinez is the one fight I'd like to see at one hundred and twelve. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, it would be an action-packed fight. Absolutely. And there you go, Rick. There are the one key fight that we would like to see in every weight division. I tell you what, man, no podcast, no boxing out there is going to do what we just did. Yeah, no. It, uh, you know, we broke it down and there was probably about two or three fights that uh, we look at and say, okay, there's no way this is going to happen because of PVC. Yeah. But the rest of those fights can be made. They're very doable. That's the thing. They're very doable. And if boxing wants to get on the map, if boxing doesn't want to basically be a complete, um, you know, background uh, singer, like it will be this Saturday, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. with the Stephen Fulton and uh, fight coming up and uh, behind the McGregor fight. Yeah. um, You make these fights. Yep. And and, uh, and good things happen. All right, folks, we'll be right back with stat of the week, and then we'll wrap this up. Pacific Coast Boxing will be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado's back, and of course, the everybody's favorite segment, mm-hmm. the stat of the week. And I tell you what, Rick, you've thrown some stats out there. That you end up hearing them later on, so yeah. somebody's they're listening to the podcast. Well, yeah, you know, I think Top Rank likes to uh, rip off. That's my, what I was gonna say. Week, yeah. yeah, that's one of the ones that we see yeah, on there. Yeah. At, way after, by the way, way after uh, our podcast, uh-huh. so you're way ahead of it. So yeah, can't wait. What's this week's stat um, of the week? So yeah, this this week um, I've got the uh, 
Ring Magazine, uh, the only fighter who has been a two-time fighter of the decade. The only fighter who's been the two-time fighter of the decade. And they started in the 1910s. So yeah. 1910s to now. Yeah. So I think I know who it is. Yeah. But the thing is, if you if you think about it, right, it has to be early on because when you think about some of the fighters who've won the award or who would mm-hmm. win it from the 70s, 80s, nobody repeated. Yeah. Right? So... Um, so I think I know who it is. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah, and then yeah. that's correct. Um, he yeah. was the uh, fighter of the decade in the 1940s yeah. and the 1950s. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And uh, which weight did, because he fought all over. He was probably best yeah. known uh, as a middleweight. Uh-huh. But He started lightweight, went mm-hmm. to welterweight, middleweight, and then light heavyweight. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, I didn't ask, you know, Christian uh, Judajay, but um, – I got to get a book on him because I tell you, he was by a, a lot considered to be the greatest fighter just of all time, period. Yeah. Like pound for pound, right? If there was such a list as all time pound for pound, he's on a lot of people's number one. Yeah. You know, ahead of Muhammad Ali, ahead of all these guys, right? Um, as the best ever. Yeah. Um, even the, uh, you know, the great movie uh, Coming to America. Yeah. You know, when the uh, the barbershop guys yeah. are arguing. Yeah, yeah. And the one guy said pound for pound. Yeah. Sugar Ray Robertson, Did he? <laughs> best fighter who ever lived. That's funny. Um, he used to hang out, by the way. He was the guy that drove, I think it was his pink Cadillac that he was famous uh-huh. for, right? Driving around town. But uh, my brother was a um, uh, a waiter in uh, in L.A., and he said he uh, he got to serve Sugar Ray Robinson one time. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 at a restaurant, real upscale restaurant in Hollywood, man. You know? Yeah. Remember he said, hey, he goes, I met Sugar Ray Robinson today, you know? But no, that guy's a legend, you know. No, and um, you know, here just to, just to throw a, a number at you, uh, in the 1940s, yeah, his career, his record was yeah, 100, yeah, one and yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, see, come on, how does he not win fighter of the decade? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah, because when you start looking beyond that, right, depending on what mm-hmm. list you believe. The the you know you said he won in the forties and fifties yeah the sixties most people will have Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. right the seventies most will have uh, uh, Roberto Duran yeah uh, the eighties uh, Sugar Ray Leonard mm-hmm. the nineties Roy Jones yeah right two thousands Manny Pacquiao which makes what Manny Pacquiao is doing now even crazier between mm-hmm. two thousand and two thousand nine and then between two thousand ten and two thousand nineteen. Everybody's favorite Floyd Mayweather Jr., right? Yeah. So I mean, again, so it makes what you know what uh, what Sugar Ray Robinson did, right, to dominate mm-hmm. two decades, right? Yeah. Not just to be competitive for twenty years, Rick, but to be considered the very best yeah. for each of those ten years, right? It's pretty phenomenal, yeah, and and I, and I think it's safe to say it'll probably never happen again. Yeah, no, it. it uh... You know, even you just just being around that long, yeah. You know, and and to fight enough times to make that a possibility. That's just, exactly right. Yeah, the longevity, the quality of the fight. And again, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of reasons for that, right? There wasn't yeah. as many weight divisions back then. Quality of opponents. There's a mm-hmm. lot of factors, but it doesn't matter. The yeah. guy still dominated for two decades to be considered the best. Wow, excellent stat of the week, Rick. Excellent podcast show for this week. We laid out a lot of great information. That's going to do it for round 14. We're going to try to end it off with the with a bang, Rick, next mm-hmm. week, round 15. 
setting up a possibly a special guest. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it, right? Mm-hmm. But so far, we've delivered every time we've said we're going to have special yeah. guests. So can't wait for that. Um, we're going to start to break down a few of these fights that are coming up. Really, the Estrada Chocolatito fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk about that when they had a big special in Ring Magazine about that. Um, can't wait, Rick. So we'll talk to everybody next week. Yep. See everybody next week. All right, folks. Protect yourself at all times. Pacific Coast Boxing. <laughs>